Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. Today, we are looking at Jacob. And before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners who wrote in and just let us know that uh, sometimes when we are doing our podcast, we refer to some of these people we've been talking about as characters. We'll say like, oh, the character of Abraham and things Mm -hmm. like that. And uh, I remember hearing this a while ago. I kind of want to give credit to, I don't remember if it was David Platt or Tim Mackey, from uh, the Bible Project, but they said, you know, don't use the word character because it makes them seem distant Mm, or as if these people aren't real Mm -hmm. and they're kind of from a comic book. And we absolutely believe that these people are real Mm. and not characters, Mm. Uh, but yeah, actual people from the Bible that uh, we know existed. So we do definitely want to address that appropriately. And we also just want to say thank you for kind of, you know, calling us out on that. So, you know, we are going to try our best <laughs> to not use break the word that habit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, to break that habit because it is a very easy habit to fall into. So today we are going to study the person uh, of Jacob. <laughs> That's a great start right there. Yes, yeah, we're nailing it. So uh, Jacob is a very important study here because he kind of ends the line of Abraham, Isaac, and mm-hmm. Jacob, yeah. who we look at in Christianity as some of the three biggest figures of our faith. Mm, yeah, and yeah. they really lay the groundwork for what happens throughout the rest of the Bible. They mm. close out Genesis, and after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we go into Exodus, mm. and then we end up following the Jewish people from there on out. Yeah. That's where we go really from kind of individual people to the nation uh, to the nation yeah. exactly and kind of the way i like to look at it a little bit is i think it's so important to really read about these people because if you want to understand what happens later on in exodus throughout the rest of the old testament and then into the new testament mm. it's almost like watching iron man Captain America (laughs) and Thor, right? When those movies came out, you had to watch those movies if you wanted to watch Avengers and all the other spinoffs because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I also know that we are not trying to talk about characters and here we are (laughs) talking about characters. characters. But it's that kind of thing where these people are so important to understand their history, how they came about, what they did in order to know everything else Mm -hmm. later on in the bible so yeah this sunday we are going to look at jacob and we want to go quick run through about what is this dude yeah how is he important and what can we learn from him he's a super important person within scripture um but no he he's he's an awesome awesome person as as his story plays out and we see a bunch of different little avenues that play out in his story whether it be um he literally steals his brother's birthright he steals his brother's inheritance from him over two so silly things. I mean, he literally puts puts like the skin of a young goat on his hand and his neck so that when he goes in to see his dad, it'll feel like Esau, his brother, so that he can steal 
his birthright. And right. it's like, and then he he sells um, he sells his birthright and his inheritance over a stew as well. Like yeah. his brother comes in, and is like, "I'm hungry." He'd be like, "Give me your inheritance." I'd be like, "Man, what are you doing?" Yeah, and Esau could be a study as well. Yeah. There is a lot to learn from him and some of the mistakes that he made, where he was pretty kind of rash with his decisions and it ended up costing him a lot yeah no there's there's so much to that and like some of me sort of feels bad for him too because i'm like man you just got everything stolen from you that you promised like they they should technically should have been esau's all of it should have been esau's but yet um like they were they were twins so like he but he was born first so like he deserved the, the Esau was born first first so and, he deserved the yeah. the like the main the main thing that the father would pass down the inheritance the priestly line yep. like all of the power all of everything should go to the firstborn but yet we see in scripture that even before they're born that it says the younger the older will serve the younger which is completely counter to what scripture and and people within the bible have done so far yes um so it's super interesting, but it is it is fascinating to see how how God brought from Abraham to to Isaac to to Jacob, who then his name actually, and we'll get into it a little bit when we get to his Facebook page, his name actually gets changed to Israel. Yep. So then we see the nation of Israel sort of pan out from yes, that. Yes. And it's super fascinating that, that that's sort of what God does is he brings these three like almost fathers of of the faith from the old testament and say hey this is how it's going to play out i'm gonna change your name to israel so then my nation is going to be israel um but yeah jacob's an awesome dude so if we look at his facebook as we've been doing over the last several weeks what uh, what might we find on there yeah so obviously name jacob um and his name was changed to israel which is fascinating what it means is god contends or god wrestles like that's super fascinating. We'll get into a little bit why um, the God wrestles part means a little bit, and if you check back this this upcoming Sunday, you'll you'll find a little bit more about that. Um, but he was promised land and offspring to fill the earth, similar to to Abraham's promise. Um, he had a lot of kids. He fathered thirteen children, seven by the way of his first wife Leah, um, and and then his servant. Uh, Leah's servant Zilpah bore him two. Rachel's servant Bilhah bore him two, and Rachel bore him two. And ten of his children were the beginning of the tribes of Israel. So if you hear about the twelve tribes of Israel, ten of his kids were the sort of the beginning of that and the start of that. Um, he was also a shepherd, um, and then rightfully so. Like when he when he stole everything from from Esau. He, he was rightfully so probably a little bit petrified of Esau's anger. Like Esau has had a right to be angry in, in a sense. He got everything stolen from him. So Jacob decides, hey, I'm going to flee. So he flees to, goes to Haran um, to find a wife. He's like, I, I want to find a wife. I'll go here. I'll flee, flee from Esau. I'll find a wife. And that's where he found Rachel. And he like fell madly in love with Rachel. Loved Rachel. So then Rachel's father, Laban, um, was like, you can work for me for seven years and I will give you Rachel as as your wife. And so it says he worked for him for seven years and it felt like no time at all, almost like this sappy Hallmark movie, like, hey, I'm going to work for seven years and it felt like two seconds because of my love for this person. Um, but then Laban, after seven years during the wedding, switches it out and gives him Leah, who is the older sister. And... Jacob's a little little upset by this, which is understandable. Like he was promised one person and then given another. Um, so then he's like, what can I do to get Rachel? Because he was still in love with Rachel. So then he was like, 
Laban was like, seven more years, and then I'll give you Rachel. So he works for him another seven years. And then finally he gets given Rachel, who he, throughout all of this, it describes and shows that he loved way more than Leah, his other, uh, Rachel's sister. Um, and then after, after Jacob wanted to leave, he wanted to go back to his homeland. He wanted to, to sort of escape, but then Laban's like, Hey, can you work for me a little bit more? So we actually ended up spending six years more working for Laban. So it's 20 years of his life, man. He's working for Laban, trying to, or first seven is earning one woman, the second seven earning the second wife. And then the six after are just pleasing the father, I guess. Yeah. That's courtship right there. That's <laughs> That's really well done, dude. You know? <laughs> that is courtship right there. I mean, talk about pursuit. Talk about pursuit right there. Yeah, impressive. M- man. But um, but then we see he when he does go back, when he does go back to, to his homeland, his home country, we see that he he's going back. He's afraid of meeting Esau. He's afraid of his encounter with Esau. So then he spends a night in communion with the Lord. He's praying, he's asking God for communion, he's he's wrestling, and then it literally talks about him wrestling with somebody, mm-hmm. like wrestling with a divine being, wrestling with somebody, which is fascinating. And if you check back two days from now, we're going to dive a little bit more into it on Sunday. We're yes. going to dive how, like, what does this mean? But we actually see in this scenario that this is where his name was first changed from Jacob to Israel, because he just wrestled, wrestled. with and, and I mean, it even says in, in scripture right there, it's like, I've just, I've like, I've seen God, I've seen God. And so it's this fascinating story that has a lot of implications and a lot of things going on in it, but we don't know everything. We don't know exactly what's going on. We don't know what's happening. But then one interesting fact is the the person he was wrestling with, the divine being he was wrestling with, he like strikes Jacob on his hip. Yep. So like sort of knocks his hip out of its socket, knocks his hip out of his place. And then what is super fascinating is right after that, it also says that the the people around Jacob, they like would stop eating. Um, they would stop eating the muscle around, around that, I think in animals mm-hmm. and things like that, because that was like touched by God right. or touched by this divine being. It was super fascinating. But then we see actually the next day. So he wrestles with God, his hip gets knocked out of place and things. So I, it's a little fascinating, but the, like he goes to go see Esau. I'm kind of wondering how he's able to walk after his hips being knocked out of place. Right. Like I feel like that's one of the joints that's probably the hardest to fix and then actually recover from. And dude, dude's got no car or bicycle to be no, moving man. around in. He's walking. He's walking. Maybe he had camels that back then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So he's maybe riding on the camel. Um, but um, but we see actually see Jacob and Esau. So Jacob's super worried. He actually like puts his family back, and he puts his favorite. You see him arranging his family in such that like the, the his least favorite would be killed first. So like Rachel and Joseph, who will learn a lot more about Joseph next week. Yes. Um, and this fascinating story that I'm I'm sure if you've grown up around the church, you've heard quite a bit about Joseph. But it's this powerful story that Joseph is Jacob's kid with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he like puts them in the backs. So like we're gonna protect you. Yep. I'm not I'm not letting them kill you. Um, but instead we honestly see, we see Esau instead of coming and, and, and attacking or battling, which I think some of us could justify, Hey, this man like probably has right to, right. Everything that you have right there, I see in, is, in front of me is actually, mine. is actually mine. Like seriously. So, but Esau instead runs and kisses him. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I don't know if this is a good, this is a good, um, reflection, but like all it reminds me of is the prodigal son. Yeah. Like this, this man who has absolutely no business running and welcoming this other person 
just running and kissing him and being so thankful to have him back. I mean, we see that. I mean, the prodigal son is this beautiful picture of the love of God for us. Like we, he just runs and wraps his arms around us. But it's this beautiful picture of Esau um, just like loving his brother. Now, the fascinating thing is that like Esau's life doesn't really pan out. His his tribe that actually comes from Esau, the Edomites, gets they don't like Israel. Right. They don't like the Hebrew people. Yep. They end up getting in a lot of battles and, and things like that. But what we do see is this beautiful picture here of, hey, I. it's almost like, hey, I forgive you. Yep. I love you and I forgive you. Um, Jacob also has the, the Abrahamic covenant reiterated to him so mm-hmm. that this covenant that, that God will, will make the offspring as numerous as the stars and, and bless the earth through it. This, this covenant is given to him. Which, again, is important because his grandpa was Abraham, who that was promised to. Yep. So, again, we're continuing down this this line. Absolutely, yeah. Continuing down the line, showing that, you, I mean, you can even see from Abraham, it's spreading and spreading yep. and spreading. We get the 10 tribes of Israel out of Jacob. Um, and then the last kid, his last kid with Rachel. So, his most beloved wife, Rachel, has two kids for him, Joseph and Benjamin, his most beloved mm-hmm. children. And But during Benjamin's birth, Rachel actually, actually dies, mm-hmm. which then sort of sends them into a whole different perspective. Joseph, his other favorite son, was sold into slavery, um, sold into Egypt, sold to to go and and just figure things out. Um, and and it's this fascinating story that we'll get into next week. But you, you see Jacob, his favorite, his wife has, is, is dead. His favorite child is mm-hmm. sold away. Um, and then they have to deal with this massive famine. Yep. Like this massive famine all throughout the land, which is actually what ends up bringing them back to Joseph. And all his other sons sold off one of his sons. So yeah. you've got to think, I mean, that's a awkward. But the fascinating you know, thing is he didn't know he that didn't they know sold until him. he got to Egypt. He didn't know right. for so many years. Yeah. He thought his kid died because they brought the, the coat back all bloody yep. and everything. Like imagine that you're like 10 of your children. Could you imagine the to? look? that he gave his sons oh, when he found man. out just the death stare, <laughs> that, that ultimate dad of like, I will deal with you when I get home. <laughs> man, seriously, that's, that's I, I mean, Woo-wee. only time I ever got that stare is if I disrespected my mom. Right. But good, like that's when my dad, oh, he lost it, man. Yeah, exactly. He lost it. My dad's a pretty mellow guy, but I can't imagine like I sold my brother to slavery yeah. and what that look's going to be exactly. like. Exactly. I mean, hopefully like the joy of having his son back is overpowering yeah, right right no man yeah um but so then he travels to egypt because J- joseph as we get into next week sort of fixes this famine his expertise god works through him to provide this way for these people to survive brings his family back together so then jacob was in egypt for the last 17 years mm-hmm. of his life lived to be 147 but the one interesting thing is he did not want to be buried in egypt he wanted to be buried next to his ancestors with his ancestors so like while egypt was sort of this like home for him for the last 17 years his entire family other than his most beloved wife was back together and things like that it was it was this thing he's like no i want to be buried so like he gets buried next to his other wife and Mm -hmm. things like that um which is fascinating just because i think like egypt played a big part in his story but he had this he had this like I, that's our home. A nice that's affinity for affinity. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. He's a super fascinating person. Yeah. So. No, this is really good to go over. He obviously did a lot. It's very important to be studying uh, his grandpa, Abraham, his father, Isaac, and then his children, Joseph, because that leads us to Egypt. Like you said, mm. then from the descendants from Jacob, all stay in Egypt. 
they grow, and then we get to Moses and the Israelites, yeah. and from there on, it kind of becomes people group instead of individuals. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that is the kind of the with God life, the with God Bible, as we've been studying it, mm, and it's absolutely. been it's been awesome. So I think personally, for me, this is some of my favorite people to be studying, mm, yeah. uh, and it is really important. It's great stuff, and a lot of fun stories in there. Man, dude, really appreciate all the research you've been doing. Uh, this is fantastic stuff. We hope that this helps you guys understand as you go into Sunday, uh, or if you listen to this later on in the week um, mm. after the message, it mm. just kind of helps um, you know bring back some of the stuff that maybe we talked about Absolutely. on Sunday. So again, Anson, thank you so much. We'll see you later. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.